It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the for episode 101 of the Pod Ones Podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host Luke. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday night. Today we're gonna to be covering season three, episode 20 of Star Wars Rebels, known as Twin Sons. We're gonna be diving into Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ezra, a little bit of a little bit of old wounds. Um mm-hmm. but we got two guests on today to talk about this episode. Um we would have three and Obviously, you can tell Harrod's not here, but yep, this will be a fun episode. So stay tuned. We're going to dive into the conversations right now. Luke, we ready to go? Yes, sir. Let's do it. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. And we are back. Okay, so our first guest is a returner to the Bob Ones podcast. He, I think he might... Ho- I think he holds the mantle as the most appeared guest on our show. He's even hosted episodes. He's subbed in for me for episodes, and he's here to talk about Twin Sons. Let's bring in Chase at Ford Into the Black. Not Chase, not a Kyber. Oh, man, I wish. I wish <laughs> I were a Kyber, but I'm not. Hi, how are you guys doing? Oh, is that just because then you'd be dating me is that what i mean that's that's the only i know i know i'm just so awesome i just noticed why is your name jedi master eggs because that's i'm promoting baby yeah i'm i'm i got my own profile bro go follow it tiktok instagram twitter (laughs) check it out all right uh chase uh how you doing man doing well doing well and not too long ago (laughs) I mean, you were judging some of our trivia matches, so yeah, I haven't, um, been, I haven't been on the podcast in like two or three months. I don't think. Yep. Really? It's been a yeah. while. I don't know, it's but like you've probably been early season while. three. Yeah. You've been on. This is like your what thirtieth appearance on our show? I don't know, probably. But I mean, I mean we, I we love having you on. You're such a fun it's person. Always to a great to. time. You're such you're such a fun personality to listen to, and you add so much to the conversation. But Chase, Thanks. where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you could find me at Forward Into the Black on TikTok and Twitch. Um, usually talking about Star Wars, talking about Star Citizen, and now in September, probably talking about Starfield coming up. So anything that has a Starfield. star in it, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Is it, is, is it linked with with Star Citizen? No, it is okay. going to dethrone Star Citizen, as the internet says. <laughs> question chase is there a second monitor below the one that's behind you do you have two monitors there's this monitor and this monitor on the top monitor Why back did... there i can just imagine the battlefront the og battlefront the you know you know what i'm talking about from the, from the first yeah. battlefront yeah but no thanks for coming on chase Should of be course on conversation yeah. All right. And our second guest, our second guest coming on today 
He has appeared before on the Pod Ones podcast. He's appeared for a Kenobi episode, and he's a current competitor in our Star Wars trivia tournament. Let's bring in Casey at Swayster1977. Hello there, everybody. What's going on, Casey? How are you? Um, no, I'm great. I'm great. Doing swell. I noticed right. you got your Ezra and uh, Sabine pops. It's I like do. you've got. It's like it's like you came prepared. I try to be on theme when we're talking about uh, things. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Well, all I can say is that we're in crunch time for Ahsoka, so this is uh, yes. The excitement is getting higher and higher, and um, just rewatching this episode today just like just got me way even more excited for Ahsoka, just to see everyone come into live action. But Casey, where can the good people find you on social media? Yeah, uh, primarily on TikTok. Uh, Swayser1977 is the handle. Uh, I do exist other places as well, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, same handle for everything. Okay. And also, as I mentioned before, you are competing in our trivia tournament. We will not say what your results were for the first match. Um, he did go up against ND Wise Guy, uh, Nick. Um, and I'm from, from what I see, that was a pretty entertaining match. It was real fun to partake in. Yeah. There um, you go. You guys you will go. find out the results of their match probably within the next few weeks. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, it's good to have you on, Casey. Um, Thank you for having me. As it's a pleasure, uh, Luke. Are we? Um, do we have an icebreaker? Yep, I got an icebreaker. So, uh, if you've paid attention to our sixty second, guess that uh, Star Wars character in sixty seconds or less. Um. Char sort of answered a question that I that about uh, Luke Skywalker whether he was in a TV show or not. Well, uh, the comment section went wild saying that that doesn't count. Uh, everybody in the chat and our two guests, do you consider the 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 last ten ish seconds where we see Luke run across the uh, the homestead? Do you count that? as like a tv appearance luke skywalker um, is in kenobi book of boba fett and mandalorian uh so he's in a tv too. show he's in a tv show um he's also in the muppets um <laughs> well, no, no 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 luke no the question wasn't if they were in a tv show or not it was oh, asked if it? they were in rebels oh yes sorry i and i said very little not yeah. just would you figuratively, but physically too. Would, even would you, literally two years prior to a new hope. Okay, well then I botched that. Sorry. <laughs> no, but w- would you consider that him being in the show? I would. He does yeah. appear. His his name is called. Yep. It, you know, it's kind of like does is Max Rebo in Return of the Jedi? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cameo. It's a cameo appearance. It's like uh, when they do at the end of the credits, special guest star, like not a full yeah. role, but like they're there. Although he didn't say any lines, I don't think. Right. No, no. no. You just, just hear Aunt Beru. <laughs> yeah. Him just running, which is funny because apparently they used Ezra's season one, uh, um, uh, season one, like body for Luke running across. So it's not like actually Luke. It's like supposed to be Ezra's like body double that they used oh. or something like that. It was interesting. I, I saw that on one of the comments that I had. But a lot of people were like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, like, are we really going to go there? Like, it, 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 it should count because it's like you hear Amperu yell his name. And that is obviously the Lars homestead. Like, I get like 
some of the homesteads on Tatooine all kind of look alike, but it's like that's distinct. Like Obi Wan's going there. There's a reason why he's going there. Like he wouldn't just go to some like hodgepodge like moisture farm. Oh yeah, it's definitely him. The Force theme then plays at the end of the episode too. Yes, yeah, it does. So we're all in agreement that that does count, and that Shard answered that correctly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, why wouldn't it be be considered an appearance? He's there. The name is called. You can hear Baru saying the name. It's. It was a weird comment section, man. It was so weird. It was so. The video went. The video popped off. Yeah, and uh, it was yeah. it was weird. Uh, it was very oh, strange. Yeah, Luke was never in never in that show, but you, you got to look closely. You got to look yeah. closely. Yeah, was, even though it's like I, I, right I think there. The if you were to say like, is he in the show? Uh, very little. Like Wedge Antilles is in Rebels. Very little. Um, like the I think the appropriate answer to that question is is Luke Skywalker in Rebels, and then it is like. The answer is like for a brief second, yeah, or a brief yeah. couple. Of seconds. Well, I mean, yeah. well, for Wedge, for Wedge, Wedge has been in multiple episodes, so mm-hmm. I don't think he was in he's in like little. he's in like three or four episodes out of. You would just say yes, he was 60. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Wedge is. How many episodes is Wedge in? I think three, like three, or, three or four, three or yeah. four. Yeah, because he's, he's not in... a main character by any oh no imagination. No, he is a. He's in it a little bit. Yeah, he's waiting for the films to get his attention. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we get it. Yeah. Rogue the ones that came out like thirty plus years prior. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, that was kind of the icebreaker question. Thanks. Uh, we are trying out a new format, by the way, guys. Uh, we're not really doing the story, blah blah blah, blah stuff like that. Um, but I am gonna give a quick synopsis. Basically, TLDR in 30 seconds. Maul's using Ezra to get to Obi-Wan. Ezra goes to Tatooine with Chopper. They get into a scuffle with the Tusken Raiders. They blow up the ship. They go through the desert. Chopper powers down. Ezra kind of goes, Obi-Wan finds them. Maul finds Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan kills Maul. Then cut to Ezra going back to the Rebels base and apologizing for leaving and then we see obi-wan going to the owen to the uh lars homestead and then that's where the episode ends so we're gonna cut straight to the fight um what was your first reaction to seeing the final duel between kenobi and maul i watched rebels really late Um, (laughs) yeah i watched all the animated series really late um, but which one did you see first? The best one? Uh, Resistance. Resistance there was finished go. first. Uh, um, so I knew what happened. I had seen it on, you know, Instagram videos, TikTok videos, all the edits out there. I, I've seen the fight before, and it is like a three second fight. Um, but I was like, oh, my God, this is how Maul dies. Like, wow, they actually killed Maul in Rebels. Like, that's that's like a, I, I thought it was an interesting place. Like, like the show was an interesting place to kill off Maul. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember what, when I actually watched the episode, I was like, this is so well done. Like actually sitting there watching it, watching the build up, 
watching the aftermath and not with like the crazy effects and the different music that everyone has put to it. Like just watching it purely. I was like, this was nice. Like this was a nice treat. Like this was well done. This felt very grown up. Um, and I, I really, I really liked, I like that duel a lot. I like just the whole moment. I like, uh, not that I like it, but just the fact that everyone dies in Obi-Wan's arms. Uh, like Jesus. Yeah. That's a good point though. You're like, like everyone true. dies. In, true. Like everyone <laughs> dies in Obi-Wan's arms, uh, including his like arch nemesis. I mean, Qui-Gon dies. Qui-Gon dies. Sabine dies. So, Satine, yeah, Satine dies. Or Satine, Satine parallels. Dies. Uh, could you say Padme dies in his arms? He's technically holding Luke. Yeah. Uh, maybe And maybe I should say he's, he's very close to he's everyone pre- yes. who dies. Yes. Yeah. And that's including... He's the Reaper, but... That- not the, the one that's causing the pain. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's, just it's, there to be oh, a part of oh, it. Oh, gosh. What's her face uh, from Kenobi? Tala. Tala. Tala, yeah. Ah, man. This man is like, he's like, all right. It, instead of the Ghostbusters, it's like, who's going to die? And who's going to be there when they die? Obi-Wan. And it's like, dude, geez. That's just. Don't, don't, don't get close to Obi-Wan. You'll probably die. Uh, technically, Haley, he does. He is there. Obi-Wan is technically there when Anakin lies. Dies. Well, Anakin didn't die. Oh, my God. He dies in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he dies yeah, in Return yeah, of yeah. the Jedi. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, is, Obi-Wan is dead. Obi-Wan yeah. is dead when Anakin dies. I, but they... We'll find out. We'll find out in the Return Obi-Wan of the Jedi. Didn't grant Anakin the privilege of dying in his arms. <laughs> yeah. He he just showed up as a force ghost and goes, What the fuck? <laughs> what how did he get that? That's not fair. Um <laughs> no, but Casey, what was your reaction to it? Yeah, so I think as I first started watching Star Wars Rebels on air Disney XD, I, I think it was a senior in a senior in high school. Um, and so I caught the third season which is where this episode is set uh from the beginning so episode one of season three is where i picked up i watched the Mm -hmm. first two and then hopped on and when this episode was airing uh i i was i I just completely remember sitting on my couch in my living room no one else in my family watched the show so i'm just there by myself watching it on the tv and i just i like my jaw was on the ground i was like Oh my gosh, did, did that just happen? It was so awesome. It was epic, but I didn't believe that it was only as short as it was. And it took me a little bit. It wasn't that I didn't like it when it first aired. I loved it, but I was left wanting more. And it wasn't until afterwards where I got to hear the input and the insight from Sam Whitworth, the voice actor for Maul and Dave mm-hmm. Filoni himself, and all of that kind of coming into context for me with the sheer amount of thought and care that went into crafting that moment where you talk about uh, Darth Maul's just complete blindness with his arrogance, constantly failing. You know, I, they relate him to uh, Sisyphus, I believe yep. is the, the mythology yep. that they kind of took inspiration from. He's constantly trying to roll like this boulder up a hill yep. and he, he never learns. He never learns. And Obi-Wan, it's funny because Maul tricks Ezra into luring, you know, Obi-Wan into this, uh, this whole situation 
But Obi-Wan himself is tricking Maul because then he takes Qui-Gon's pose and everything and, and Maul completely falls for it. And it, it wasn't until I like caught all those little details that I was like, that this is really just one of the best duels ever. And so when I watched it, I liked it, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't like, man, I wish it was longer. But mm -hmm. with context after the fact, it's, it really is a pretty awesome moment. I think it's one of the most impactful duels besides Duel of the Fates. Yes. In, in in all honesty, it's the culmination. It's this it's kind of like the build up around it, right? It's like Rocky Four, even though a lot of people don't like Rocky Four, which is I love Rocky Four. Shut your which mouth. is which is which is hilarious. That's the only Rocky movie I've ever seen. No <laughs> shit. Thank you. Wow. Well, uh it's just kind of like the, the the culmination of like the fight itself just kind of builds up. Like these two characters have been well, one has been the other one's rival, but the other one's like, I don't even really care that you're here. <laughs> it seems like, you know what I mean? Uh, and like just the way like what Casey was saying with with Whitwer, kind of just like breaking it down. First, he first he goes into Jedi Knight Obi-Wan. Then he goes into Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. And then he finally goes to Qui-Gon in Maul's like, ha, I've seen this before. And he goes for the offensive, and Obi Wan just out, out. He just outmaneuvers it. Um, uh, I was kind of the same way. I was just like, "Whoa, that was quick!" Like, it that that's interesting. That that is interesting. But yeah, Char. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say my name. Um, the first time I saw this, so yeah, I was riding the same boat as Casey. I was watching this live on Disney XD back like. Was it like spring of 2017? This came out. Um, yeah, around and that. I just, I just couldn't believe how fast it was. Like at the time, like I didn't really understand, like, like, like that was it. Like all this build up, like years and years in the making, like, and then as I started to grow older, I was like, okay, Obi Wan is on guard. He's he's been he's been doing he's he's a lot more mature than he once was. 10 15 years ago so he's seen a lot of things he's understood a lot of things to see that maul is the same person he was 20 years prior to this scene and that obi-wan has evolved into this guardian like overseer for luke and to see him in action because we never we never saw what it was like because all we did was see what obi-wan did to ponda baba in mm. the cantina that was the only time where we see him use his lightsaber to defend luke but now we see him like because maul taunts him he's like oh you're protecting something no, yes, protecting someone yeah and and then obviously just flips a switch in his head and is like okay well i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not obi-wan kenobi I'm, I'm i'm general kenobi and then i remember i'm old obi-wan kenobi but then i'm the master you defeated but I will avenge him. So it was a whole culmination of feelings and thoughts all in three seconds, essentially. And the way that Maul dies too, Luke and I have had conversations about this, about the dialogue between the two, because in that scene where Maul asks Obi-Wan, tell me, is, is it the chosen one? And then Obi-Wan says he is. And then Maul says, then he will avenge us. And then he dies. Which Luke and I have talked about this. 
who is Maul referring to here? Because Luke and I have had like 15 to 20 minute long arguments about who he's talking about. I'm saying he's talking about Anakin. He thinks he's talking about Luke. But who, who what do you take from that dialogue? He's talking about Cal Kestis. <laughs> of course he is. But seriously, who do you think he's talking about? Is he is he talking about Anakin or is he talking about Luke? I I think at that moment, I forget where I heard this. I may it may have been in actually a conversation with uh, Chaco. Um, in uh, this is going back a bit. Um, I think in that point in time, uh, Obi Wan believes it to be Luke. I, I this is how I kind of interpreted it. Um, just because I think he feels that Anakin is so far gone. Uh, and just not that Luke is the chosen one, but from his perspective at that point in time, he believes that to be the case. I'm not saying that is the case. I'm just saying I think that's how I've interpreted it yeah. after some conversations with some other people. Casey, but we're I think right. We're right. Don't worry. We're right. <laughs> I, I think, don't, I think no, there's an it's, argument it's for both ways. We are. It's your own separate opinions. <laughs> yeah, I see where you're going with that, Casey. Chase, what do you what do you think? What, what's your interpretation of what Maul of doesn't that? know who Luke is? Um, so or like and, and really, thing, he doesn't yeah. know who Anakin is either. Ah, uh, he, he knows does. Anakin. He knows well, Anakin. He he's does. Never met, he's never met him. Yeah, yeah but he heard of like he he's heard that he is the chosen one, but he's never met Anakin. But and if you think about his end, like okay, well, Chase, go ahead and yeah, I, I, I think like hearing of someone versus you know knowing them like it's the same thing like yo, we all know who taylor swift is right but we don't know taylor swift nope. and she's the chosen one um uh, so he's talking <laughs> about taylor swift obviously uh but no like fandom it, that could potentially be worse than the star Anakin, Wars. <laughs> if, we look at, if we look at the story of maul from like where he originates in the Phantom Menace all the way up into Rebels. Like he lived through the Clone Wars and like Anakin, Anakin and especially if he's so close and, uh, and looking. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Trying to take down Obi-Wan, he knows who Anakin Skywalker is. Yep. Um, so well, I, I know think... who LeBron James is, but I mean, I don't. I don't know right. him like I've never seen him like right here, right in front of me, like in person, because from, right. like, from Siege of Mandalore, Ahsoka's talking like if Anakin was here, he would have, you know, molly whopped you. And he's everything. He's, he's very close. And like in, in, in an antagonistic sense, he's very close to uh, Obi-Wan and very close to Ahsoka as well. Yeah. So that 
on top of the fact that Anakin was a well-known, well-renowned general in the Clone Wars, of course he knows who he is. He was trying to get into, you know, into the Jedi um, to get to Obi-Wan. So he's going to know it and he will have heard of the most likely will have heard of the prophecy of the chosen one and how Anakin yeah. Skywalker is the chosen one. He doesn't really know that Anakin had kids. He doesn't really know that Luke is there like, 20 yards that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think they would have made it more on the nose. Like they would have had Maul going to the home, Lars homestead. Yeah. Um, if he was actually referring to uh, Luke, what I think the dialogue is trying to convey is you have two people with two different perspectives is old Maul is, is essentially still stuck in the clone wars. Um, and is just a relic of the past and is now on his last breath. He's, he's still thinking like, oh, is Anakin the chosen one? Will he avenge us? Obi-Wan is thinking, yes, he will, but not himself. He has already avenged us by giving us Luke and Leia. Um, and they will bring balance to the force. They will take down Anakin and Palpatine. Um, so that's what I think is Obi-Wan is what he is telling Maul. But Maul is obviously going to, you know, just understand it. All that matters is that Maul is being told that he will be avenged, that everything will be set right. Uh, his life, which was a total failure, will not have been in vain because of this. That's an interesting perspective because there's a lot of people that have their own separate reasonings for the chosen one. And like, I like how you say that the reason why there is balance is because of Luke and Leia. It's interesting. Um, and I want to dive on this for like Anakin's perspective. So Anakin defeated Palpatine. Maul's goal was to defeat Palpatine. Obi-Wan wanted the, wanted the Sith to be destroyed. Who destroys the Sith? Anakin destroys the Sith. So it's a matter of like two different perspective, perspectives as to see what is balance in the Force. Is it two and two? Is it the eradication of the Sith? Is it all of these different um, building blocks as to what could the proper justification be? But um, I don't know. Luke and I have had long, long conversations about I, this. I will say it, it. No, but it ultimately does. It does come down to who like who is writing the story at the time. Uh, it's just like how Stanley always used to say. Uh, whoever the strongest super, the the whoever the strongest superhero is, is who's who 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 the writer decides is the strongest superhero. Well, this is all leading and, into Lucas's stuff. So Lucas is like Anakin's the chosen one. No, well, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that the chosen one prophecy is generational. It's not just Anakin. I, I've always looked heart. at okay. I look at the chosen one prophecy as Anakin is the chosen one and it is a prophecy left unfulfilled. Yes. Um, yeah, Luke. I and, mean... and, it, and, and it comes into fruition as the force balances up, like we talked about with Luke and Leia. It, the force is brought back to balance um, uh, because, because of the twins, uh, twin sons. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it, it is. Yes. Was Anakin the chosen one? Yes. Did he fulfill the prophecy? No. Um, was the prophecy fulfilled because of him having kids? Yes, but that was not his intention. 
No, uh, the pro- the prophecy is a self fulfilling prophecy. It it needed Anakin as almost a conduit to fulfill itself, and he failed it. But the Force still brought balance through Anakin. That's how I've always kind of viewed it. Yeah, Casey, Casey, Casey you you look like you uh, are curious about that. Oh no, that, like that's a puppy just, dog. It really is. It's a super interesting perspective. I've never I've never thought of it that way. I I don't know. If, if I if I view it the same way, but I think that's one of the best parts about this franchise is that there's so many different um, ways that you can go about um, just kind of interpreting this this story. Like, and I think that's a really awesome way to kind of go about it. What's your perspective? I think I, I, I think I am in the boat, which might be like, I guess, the mainstream boat where like Anakin did fulfill the prophecy to an extent. Uh, and then, you know, there's always going to be turmoil and darkness that kind of, kind of comes about in the galaxy. So there was that. Mm-hmm. 30 or so years, the couple decades of relative peace and balance, and it kind of was thrown out of whack again. But I do really like that because I have, even while saying that, it is interesting because how how accurate can a prophecy be if, you know, to restore balance to the force and then to go back to imbalance? So I really do like that, that how you explain that. And I, I think, you know, maybe I might be more inclined to, to go that route too myself, actually, because that kind of made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean... Because like once the the sequel trilogy finished up with Ray defeating Palpatine, it made everyone shift the like the thought process into saying Ray's the chosen one because she destroyed the Sith, even yeah. though the Sith weren't really back yet. So so this is my counter. Like the Emperor I, said that, that he's died before. This is so this, like <laughs> this is how it fits into my my idea of the chosen one. It's generational. Like it's, somebody's got to somebody's got to pick pick up the mantle. It's not the Avatar prophecy, dude. <laughs> but it, but it's it, not, it, but it, it's but not it every hundred years. But it, no, but it is though. There's a there's a chosen one in every trilogy. There's only been one chosen one though. Yeah, but it, she fits. She fits the prophecy, does she not? Well, the chosen one's in from the main character. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I would. Chosen one. I disagree. I would disagree. Politely disagree. Respectfully disagree. Um, no, I don't believe that Ray is a is the chosen one. I don't think she fits that mold. Um, I I think what it is is you know in a way yes generational, but this is a different prophecy. There is no prophecy re- regarding Ray. Darkness rises and light comes to meet it. Palpatine rises. Ray comes to meet that, uh, and, and we see that kind of. We also see that in in Ben, right, is mm-hmm. Kylo rises inside of Ben, but the light comes to meet it uh, and, and takes that down. That is just the way that the force works. Yeah. Um, so while you could if we go all the way back, right, you could probably find more prophecies, um, more, you know, um, text that say, oh, well, you know, Bob Smith is going to, you know, <laughs> defeat the the glorbos well you know bob <laughs> smith yeah like I that's a prophecy from it's like 7800 bby right yeah. um so like i i don't i think that the sequel trilogy does move away from the prequels quite a lot and it, oh, i think yeah. it does want to distance itself from the the chosen one prophecy the midichlorians um i think i love the way the lightsaber fights the light, lightsaber fights kind of uh look in the sequels because it is uh what 80 years removed from the clone wars uh and so it's like and we haven't had jedi for 80 years or whatever so no no one knows how to do flips and spins anymore 
and, and yeah. it's all cl- it's like it's clumsy and deliberate um so I, I love the way that those those things work um but yeah no i don't i don't think she was is the chosen was ever written to be the chosen one she is simply just the story that i think ray is meant to tell is it doesn't matter who you are um you can always do something better for yourself and your yeah. community despite who you are and you can conquer your own demons you can face yourself like she has to face herself in palpatine um yeah. that's her own journey and i i like i would say it shouldn't be robbed because of anakin yeah, yeah. And That's like, cool. I want to bring up this comment real quick. Uh, Chris um, says, Snoke said that there is a chosen one, one of light and chosen of darkness. Darkness rises in light to meet it. Yeah. So Always. it's interesting because the prophecy here is not the chosen one. It's the prophecy of the dyad <laughs> um, so much because you have Kylo, who is the dark, and then you have Rey, who is the light, and they come together. But at the time of The Last Jedi, we had no idea what the dyad was exactly. So obviously, they eventually dove into that more, and hence we're here with i mean it, it's it's hinted at from the force awakens that there is there is yeah, something true. there's something yeah, more there's something, than a mm, yeah. i kind of know where you are uh like kind of what luke and leia have like oh like i gotta uh, like luke and leia have like force email where like or like yeah. luke, can, luke can drop his force pin location um yeah. you have that where, the, like that pacific uh, rim technology yeah and yeah. And, and, and ben and ray have like fi- force facetime uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of saying that though i've always um, been confused uh because i think i, I really love the concept of the, of the dyad i think it's great i just as far as like the the minds melding and linking they didn't you know be able to do like the kind of see each other until the events of the last jedi but with ben solo being like a decade older than ray i was always confused as to kind of how like that works like did did at 10 years old ben just kind of have like a a vision of ray as she like is born into like the universe and like at what point did they become the dyad that's a good that's a good question because i don't think it happens until they come across each other it's not until they meet yeah i I think i that would be my take because it's like we don't have force says so because because we don't we don't have any content okay when when does snoke begin to corrupt ben uh it's in the rise of kylo Ren 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 comics how old is Ben? Ben uh, is. I, I think he's. I think any routine is, is late late teens to his early twenties. Okay. Um, I'm not too specific. I, I, Let me I, look I it up think, in my timelines book. I, I, oh, look, I got that, the timelines um, book too. I got it a few I days got ago. Got one over there, but I'm not going to grab it. Um, I I, I think because the Force brings people together. Like you're here because of the Force. Like the Force guide will guide you and guide the the universe around you. Um the dyad was forming as it puts Ray and Kylo on taco Donna together. Like there's a reason they were there together. The dyad was, was pushing that together. Okay. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Thank you. I, cause I've always, I was wondering how that kind of like initiated. That makes sense. No, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, in, in you first learn more about it in secrets of the Sith. Cause Palpatine is the narrator for that entire book and he's explaining it and how it works how often and how rare of a, of a uh, occurrence it is to see a dyad mm-hmm. yeah, and the power crazy. it brings within the force. Yeah. So it was just a simple, like two, three paragraph explanation of what the dyad is. Yeah. And I mean, it's, even, it's even in the expanded universe, like Bastila and Revan are a dyad, uh, like 100% yep. are a dyad. And, and I, I think there's, 
that game and the uh, media around that game do a really good job of explaining kind of how that works with them. Obviously it's not canon, but it still is like a good reference of like what happens when two people are like so strongly connected and basically like yeah. someone's mind can be completely destroyed and then be brought back fully just because of the connection that they have with another person. Which is, which is kind of true in a, it, like it's not, it's not untrue in real life. You know, we all have that one person that brings back brings back feelings and yeah. And, I mean, and, have and you how seen Fifty First Dates? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Gigs. That is a, that is that uh, is the it. first canonical damn dyad. <laughs> yes, I had my pancakes moment. Oh, I, we went Thank 100 you. Up, we went 100 that. we went 100 episodes without it. 100 <laughs> No, um but yeah, I just because the whole chosen one thing that sparked from this, it's just so confusing that Filoni would be like, "Okay, because I remember in Revenge of the Sith, when they were on the LEAT, they were talking about how the prophecy could be misread, and all these different things about like, hey, okay, you can you maybe can blame it wasn't Lucas from Anakin, that, maybe it was his offspring, maybe that his the offspring of the chosen one could you know fulfill what the prophecy should have been fulfilled years I, prior. I, um, I think I think you're running into two things. You're running into media a that wall was and a yeah, way. you're running into media that was written out of order. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you gotta agreed. you gotta figure it out somehow, and the chosen one came to be during the prequels that were about Anakin Skywalker. I I do genuinely believe when the discussion is about the chosen one, it is about Anakin. Um yep. so the, yeah, you got two over here, two over here. Okay. Hey yeah. Anakin Stan, how are you? I mean it's not it's not <laughs> I, I think it's all about the context. About, of, about of, I, exactly. I, I would I would go in the middle. I, I do I think that I think that Maul is asking about Anakin. Yes. And and Obi-Wan is answering about Luke. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I that's what I'm trying to say. The context. Yeah. That, I mean that, that's what that, makes it seem so interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can have so many different variations and versions of how you want to see the scene and who's referring to who is is Maul talking about Anakin? Is Maul talking about Luke? And is it vice versa for Obi Wan's side? Yeah. It's it's so odd. Oh, it, it gets the you only, thinking a the, bit. The only thing I I think I have um with with that is I I think is it possible that Maul has no clue? Like it is just asking about like a complete stranger that he has no clue about because I think in in season seven of the Clone Wars, Maul is catching on to the fact that Palpatine is kind of um you know seducing Anakin to become his uh, apprentice. So I think. My yeah. my perspective is that Maul either something. has an idea. Maul either has an idea that Anakin became Vader and has like is one of the few people that kind of might kind of have an idea of that, or is like with the rest of the general population that Anakin died. That's just where I've kind of seen it as. So I think Maul just is kind of like completely clueless. But I do well, I do see what you're saying as well. Not also, clueless, but as far as who exactly it is. No, 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 no. So here's my thing, right? Um we have to remember that the holocron showed things to different to to each other. Oh. So there could have been a possibility that he could have seen Luke, a child in Obi-Wan Obi Obi-Wan being there. It's it's a stretch, but, but, I know. I think they would, that is that is they would such have a, that's, that's such it, a hypothetical dude. <laughs> but it but it's but it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility though. No, I mean it's the force. Anything is possible. Yeah. Um 
but I, I think as far as storytelling and and guiding the viewer, I think yeah. to to get to that conclusion that they would have put a lot more emphasis on. I, I think that Maul and Luke would have had an interaction in Rebels at some point to make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, there's so many different criterias of the Chosen One. Because it's like, a Chosen One shall come born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the Force be restored. Ray had a father. Anakin didn't. Luke had a dad. Same, as I said before, Anakin didn't. Um, so it's like, the main criteria is you have to be born from the Force. And Luke and Ray both were both had parents. So, I don't know. Yep, I mean, like well, I said, well, Anakin only, had parent. The only conclusion but... is that Taylor Swift is the real chosen one. <laughs> Karma yeah. is Obi Wan's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite the conversation. Um, God uh, damn it, Luke, go ahead. Alanis is the chosen uh, one. Uh... That's it. No, no, because she did have a. F- no, we do not need to get into this. Right, she's the now. chosen that, one. That right there says that Alanis <laughs> does not have a father, so Alanis is clearly the chosen one. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! Oh. You're now the chosen one. You don't have a father. I'm you kidding. Be the chosen I don't. One. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, Star Wars context. Well, there we go. Emphasis on dead. See, dead. Have a father. Uh, very ha ha ha. Anyway, uh, Char. What? What's up? How you doing? What? You gonna ask the next question? Oh yeah, I'll ask the next question. Um, because like, as we just dove into arguably one of the best Star or Star Wars lightsaber duels in the franchise. For me, this is a top three. But I just want to ask you guys, what is your favorite lightsaber duel in Star Wars? Because there's ooh. there's tons of them. There are tons, <laughs> tons in scripture. There's Part of me wants to be shitty and and be like all of the old Republic Star Wars uh, cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. are great, but actually yeah, not my the favorite. Republic but I'm like, oh, you Disney doesn't know how to make lightsabers. They need to make the old Republic. And I'm like, go, go, <laughs> stop watching those cutscenes. Go play that game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would say. The throne, like Last Jedi Throne Room. Ooh, that's um, a good one. Is definitely one of my favorites. Um, and like, if I were to do like sequel, it's definitely the Throne Room. I really love the the Ray and, and Kylo um, Death Star fight. Yes, that is that is like man, like the the fact that people hate that lightsaber duel, and I'm like, it's strange. You it's don't get Star Wars if you don't like that. Uh, it's like. It's. I think that one is even still faster than some of the original trilogy fights, uh, but that one and that or Luke and Vader on Death Star Two. Oh, how about this? How about we go each trilogy? Yeah, we'll go in a circle. Oh, we'll that's go in a circle. We'll go in a circle. Each okay. of your fights. Each of your favorite lightsaber duels. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll start with. We'll start. Wait. Hold on. Because mine's not in the movies. Pre- prequel era ot era sequel era uh, yeah so we'll go okay. yeah okay i'll go with my prequel uh i'll, I'll say battle of the heroes just because okay. 
it, it, the gravitas and like the 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 amount of just like emotion that is seen by those two characters like it's the it's the story does it go on a little bit too long absolutely but, it goes on way too long. Are you but, kidding? Me? The perfect amount of time. I, I absolutely. For those of you in the chat, Google longest cinematic sword fight. You'll yeah, see a specific it's, movie. It's, pop it's, up. It's, it's, it's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, but that's <laughs> 12 my, minutes. That's, that's my pick for the prequels is the Battle of the Heroes. It's a 12 minute long fight. It takes up an, an eighth of the movie. We'll go. We'll go me, Swacer, Chase, and then back to Char and then back to me. So it's just sticking with the prequels. Yeah, uh, yeah. Battle of the Heroes is uh, my favorite of the prequels. It's also my number one. Uh, I, I do just love that. I used to go on YouTube just to rewatch. I can't tell you how many times I've just rewatched the scene by itself. I was obsessed with watching the, just the lightsaber battles. And yep. I'd be sitting at lunch in high school and I would just watch it on my phone. And it, yeah. it really is my favorite. Not to mention the nostalgia behind playing that mission of Lego Star Wars, the complete side oh, yeah. up against your brother. <laughs> with a giant into heart the <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> That one's my favorite. No, and to like add on to yours, Casey, like when that movie came out, I was, what was it, 10? I was 10, 10 years old. And I had me and my cousin learn all the core choreography. It's intern John. This holiday season, spend more time enjoying the occasion. Safeway simplifies your holiday prep so you can savor every moment. From gift cards to party trays, beer, wine, and delicious desserts like freshly baked pies, cookies, and custom cakes decorated to order. Safeway is your holiday headquarters. So make sure to visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you sincerely Safeway, your favorite local supermarket. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. That's awesome. So I would drag him outside and we would grab sticks and we would practice. And he would do Obi-Wan because obviously I wanted to be Anakin, even though I knew what happened to him. Uh, like I knew a lot of those moves from like the age of 10. And, and that, that should have been my first cue that I was a big fucking nerd. <laughs> so, Luke, I want to ask you. So when you were with your cousin, did you guys force push at the same time and then fly yes. backwards? Yes, we jumped back. You got to sell it, man. You got to sell the bit. If you're going to do the Obi Annie, you got to do that scene and, and, and really sell it. You know, like I used to do that, but on like trampolines. So we would like jump like Jedi, and we would be like oh, huge attacks and everything. That, that was that, that was yeah. fun. I we used to, used to do, do that. that with like me. Yeah, never mind. That, that's going on a tangent. I uh, one time ran into a. We turned off the lights in the basement of my friend's house. We had the light light up lightsabers, like the extendable ones. Yeah, and yeah, he, the, he has like the big support pillars in like the center of the basement, and oh, yeah. we were just going at it. And I was I like charged him, run, boom, right into like, <laughs> a, like, face yeah. first into a concrete pole playing lightsaber duels oh uh, that, that i i i resonate with that casey because that was the, exactly how my like <laughs> my basement was and i remember at least hitting my head on one of those cement pillars at least once a year it's if not more so i'll i'll do i'll do a lightsaber duel and also do an embarrassing childhood star wars story um, yes uh so lightsaber 
Duel of the Fates um, for the prequels. Yes, um, definitely. Thank Duel you. Of the Fates. Uh, I I really do like Battle of the Heroes. Uh, the the thing I like the most about Battle of the Heroes is the two blue lightsabers. Um, yes, going up against each other, like just and and with the red orange background, like it looks incredible and you and it's like just watching that like if if you have like the base knowledge of star wars you like luke sky luke skywalker has a blue lightsaber darth vader has a red lightsaber that's blue is good bad red is bad and then all of a sudden there are two blue lightsabers and like something is wrong here um so mm-hmm. i really do like battle of the heroes but i do think um just the i mean even just like the ignition of the second lightsaber from darth maul is just like probably the greatest moment of star wars <laughs> like it's like having sex for the first time uh i have no idea what that's like <laughs> uh, um but i think that is and i did a video on this of like as i've gotten more into social media and star wars community stuff and kind of dealing with that like uh, t- like revenge of the sith has like slowly decayed in my mind um and like i now like when i watch battle of the heroes i watch it almost like someone from 2005 and i nitpick it now um where (laughs) where it's like the the goofy spinning first for like seven seconds where they don't hit each other but nowadays we pretend like those fans don't exist and and i'm like when i when they're like on the um uh when they're on the little hover lava hover car platform things and i'm like so so those things are catching on fire but their cloth Jedi robes aren't. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah. what force power stops that one? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, y'all got upset when Leia went into the vacuum of space and was fine. But when yeah. Lu- Obi-Wan and Anakin Seriously. don't catch on fire, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, it is a great fight. The The symbology of it is incredible. Yeah. But I, I think Duel of the Fates, I think this, I, I, I do think that the, uh, the Battle of the Heroes score is really good. I just think oh. the score of Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates is just iconic. It is like it's, yeah. it's Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah. And and I I think just the you know maybe this is a little bit more nostalgia of like just seeing how fast those lightsabers were swinging uh, compared mm-hmm. to like the last Star Wars movie you saw was Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Uh, yeah. And it's like great fight. You know, super emotional, super hard hitting. But it's like it was hit, hit 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 and this is hit 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 and you're like whoa how are they doing this they're doing backflips they're spinning around it was just a, a great time so uh prequels definitely duel the fates as far as embarrassing childhood stories my neighbor had a zip line uh in his backyard uh, oh no and, oh, and i wanted to attack of the clones uh anakin uh, like on the, <laughs> yeah on the thing or i'm sorry obi-wan uh hanging on the thing uh yeah. while he's chasing him uh is it anakin or it doesn't matter chasing uh, like the the attack of the clones car chasing or he's holding on oh the thing yeah yeah that's yeah, anakin oh no no and wait no, ha- no that is obi-wan obi-wan's yeah. Yeah. under the, the probe. probe yeah yeah, yeah. And, and he had we had those like toy cops and robbers handcuffs oh and i was like no. oh i don't want to fall because this oh, zipline i'm like no. i'm you know when attack of the clones came out i was 12 no, I would have been like 13, 14. We were just like hanging out in his backyard. And I was like, oh, I got this. But I'm going to do this because I'm smart and I'm going to be attached to it. So I won't <laughs> fall and bust my head. So I get on the zip line like this, holding a little thing with the handcuffs. And I lose grip and slide out of the handcuffs and just rip the skin <laughs> off of my wrist. Well, did somebody oh. catch you when you fell? No. <laughs> and they're actually six airspeeder. Oh. 
Ow. No, but that that was my embarrassing Star Wars uh, childhood. <laughs> just land into a, like a shopping cart. What took you so long? Uh, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> sounds awesome. painful. Uh, yeah, it was damn. super, and like it was, it was awful. Uh, it was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> um, they ask, "What were you doing?" I'm like, don't ask. A lot of gauze. <laughs> a lot of gauze. <laughs> it's worse. It's worse if you ask. Yeah. Uh, Char, yours is Duel of the Fates then? Uh, yeah, so my prequel favorite fight is Duel of the Fates. Uh, I just love it. I just love the the intensity that Darth Maul brought to that that fight. Just mm-hmm. right when the music cues, when, you know, red group, blue group, everybody this way. And then the doors open and then Maul's just there. And I love all the edits of just like, there's Bully McGuire, there's a shorter Maul, <laughs> and then there's like a, there's like a, 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 a huge Lego Maul. Lego Maul. Yeah, um, it's just that that scene is so iconic and then just watching maul just whip the crap out of qui-gon and obi-wan in the in the hangar specifically yeah. and then he does like that that he throws the object and then he spins Ooh, it and then he walks yeah. into the to the to the energy beam hallway well, and even, then it's even kind of going all back these close-ups like, yeah going back to the old republic is like just uh, the scene with the force field of like qui-gon meditating and and maul pacing back and forth like the regain life animation for the old republic for like the sith was seethe and it was just the darth maul animation and for jedi it was meditate and they just they just sat down like qui-gon in the old republic so just like man that, that whole scene was so impactful love it yeah i mean it it literally that that fight scene alone that changed what lightsaber duels meant for Star Wars fans. Yeah. That changed the landscape of it because in the original trilogy, a lot of it was dialogue based. A lot of it was heavily focused on the words that were, were conveyed to the other tweet to the other uh, character. Cause Maul didn't say anything in that fight. Maul didn't say anything. I don't think a single word was said throughout that fight until, no. until Qui-Gon gets killed and then everyone yeah. yells, no, Yep. That was the only time where words were said. So just to like have that be straight up action the entire time, it was like yeah. it changed what it meant to create a Star Wars fight. Yeah, I uh, I'll do the next two. I'm putting but, what? OK, what, well, what? I got I got to do my other two. No, or, we're or gonna we, come back we, around. Oh, we're gonna go round robining the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trilogies. OK, so we're going to only oh, wait, we're look, gonna what, was your, what was your show movie or your show fight? Are you are you just gonna wait? Are, are we doing shows? Well, so, well I was gonna put the Obi Wan Kenobi fight in the original trilogy, the uh, the one with the Kenobi fight in the, the show. last one. Yes. No, oh, that doesn't count. That's not, that's is. not an original trilogy movie or original trilogy. It's in the Reign of the Empire. That's technically OT. Yeah. That's before Rebels. Rebels is considered original trilogy, <laughs> but it's. There's stormtroopers. I would say if there's stormtroopers, it's OT. Perhaps original trilogy Obi Wan has to be Alec Guinness. Obi Wan. That's that's the only criteria I have to go. No, no. Clone troopers. This is this is my my guideline. Clone troopers is prequel. Clone troopers is prequel. Stormtroopers is OT. First order troopers is sequel. That's that's my 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 bias on that. If there's if there are stormtroopers around, it's OT. I will say I will say that fight and the Empire Strikes Back are tied for OT, and then sequels has to be um, has to be uh, Ray and in, in, in uh, Kylo on the Death Star two. Casey, um, yeah. So uh, it, this is really hard. Uh, I definitely you know talked about this. I I'm gonna spitfire. I, I 
if I was to break it up into like animated and live action shows, I think I'll just do shows. The the duel between Obi Wan and Maul from this episode, Twin Sons, is my favorite animated lightsaber duel. It's in my top five. But to go into the sequel era, my favorite is um, I think the Throne Room in Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Episode Eight is in my top five films, and it's my favorite of the sequels. And I love that moment that the between the Praetorian guards. Yeah. As far as the one on the, the remains of the, the second Death Star, I like it. I think I'd like it more. And I, if the music was a little different, I had this wild idea. If they had used like um, a Jedi's Fury, it's not the official track. It's uh, with somebody. Uh, Samuel Kim does a lot of musical compositions for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that music that plays during Vader and Luke, which is my favorite um, from the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. Uh, if that music from that moment played during Ben versus Ray the descendant of Palpatine and the descendant of Vader fighting on the remains of the second Death Star that like that, like a musical uh, reference callback. I think that would have been really great. I loved listening to how John Williams talked about like when not to have music. And I love John Williams, but I think that musical piece to incorporate that into that duel, given the environment would have made it a little cooler for me. So my favorite from the sequels is the Praetorian guards throne room. And then from the original trilogy, Vader versus Luke um, is I love that. I think if I was to rank them, it'd be Battle Wait, of the Vader Heroes. versus Luke in Vader versus Luke in Return of the Jedi. Okay, I love that one okay. I, I, with the music and the emotion, how like raw and powerful it is. So Battle of the Heroes, Vader versus Luke in Return of the Jedi, um, and then from there I don't really rank them, but uh, the Throne Room and uh, Maul versus Obi Wan in Rebels, I, I love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even to touch on Twin Sons, like what I what I do love about the duel in this episode is it's a samurai duel. Um, it is 100% the samurai. It, it is the dash towards each other. One of them blinks and realizes they've lost. It, it is not the grand, oh, you cut my head off or, oh, no, I'm wounded. It is the, oh, no, I, I've lost. It's all gone now. Uh, and I love that about this it's kind of taking it back to the roots of, of Star Wars and the samurai, you know, Kurosawa film influences and just like this felt like even like playing stuff like Ghost of Tsushima makes me want like a Ghost of Tsushima Star Wars game more than anything like that is what like yeah. I love the Jedi survivor kind of like, like a Ronin. Yeah, like yeah. I, I would love just an, like we're I'm really excited about outlaws, but like the open world like. Uh, where lightsaber duels are really yeah. quick and mm-hmm. just like, hey, you hit them and they're they're done for. I love that. But to rank uh, original trilogy, I'm with Casey uh, pretty much on both of these is the Vader Luke fight on the second Death Star and Return of the Jedi. Um, like the the weight of that fight is so heavy and, and just like the how Vader's taunting Luke with Leia um and, and like the just the rage that builds like and th- the anticipation of that duel of like grab the lightsaber luke do it do it grab it strike me down and just like you're waiting you're waiting for it to happen the whole time they're they're in that room together and when it does happen it's great you know it's not flashy it's not showy luke is hiding for some of it and it's just like oh i love it it is one of my like as someone who like is not the biggest fan of return of the Jedi. Like I love that scene and how it's broken up. Um, but yeah, sequels, definitely the throne room, like the, just like the, the way it looks, anything and the energy and the, 
improvisation of how they're defeating the Praetorian guards. Uh, and, and the one thing I've always, since I've watched star Wars and learned, you know, like, okay, a lightsaber is just a really dangerous flashlight. Um, the, the click on and off that we get uh, with the Praetorian guard with Ky- when, when Ray throws Anakin saber and Ben oh. catches in. And I was like, I have, when I watched that in the theater, I was like, it happened. The thing I've always wanted in star Wars <laughs> yeah. just happened. Uh, <laughs> and I was ecstatic. Um, yeah. that one is so good, but yeah, I mean the, the fight with Ben or with, yeah, with Ben and Ray on the second death star phenomenal. I, yeah. I would agree with John Williams in that one, like not having loud music in that. Cause that fight is so personal and it's so loud with the waves that it's just like, Oh, it's so good. And like honorable mention Kylo versus the Knights of Ren is sick. I yeah. love that fight. Yeah. Um, it's great. Okay, try round us off. All right. Um, original trilogy. Mine is Vader versus Luke in Empire Strikes Back because it's just. Ah, oh, damn. 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 Vader Vader is the wrong up... fight. That's what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Vader is sitting on the top of the staircase and it's just his silhouette and he just goes. Um, the the force is with, with, you, with you, young, young Sky. Skywalker. This is my segment. <laughs> this is my part. Yeah but, yeah, but you're fucking it up. You didn't know it. What are you By talking heart. about? The force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Yeah, but you, 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 Luke, you Luke, Luke, <laughs> dude, dude, don't get me started, dude. If you want to test me on my Empire Strikes Back knowledge, go ahead, buddy. You, 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 you hesitated. Okay, That's it was I'll for say. the suspense. Go. Um. Luke, you do not rush me. Do not rush me. Um, No, seriously, do not fucking rush me. Um, And then sequel trilogy, mine's definitely the throne room fight with Kylo and and Rey because it was just so interesting because we we hardly ever see the good guys and bad guys fighting together. I mean, the only few times we see it is Asajj Ventress and Obi-Wan. That's um, also a real... Obi-Wan igniting a red lightsaber was like a really cool moment. Oh yeah, red's not my color. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and watching those those two go at it uh, against Maul and Squatch. That's that's a great moment. Also, honorable mention, Sabine and Kanan. Uh, yeah! Oh, that is a phenomenal, that. A phenomenal fight. Uh, and obviously, they're not trying to hurt each other, but just like when when he's egging her on to get her to like get it, and it's like, it's like oh, man, it's yeah. so good. It, it's such a, it's a big learning experience for her. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, this is the type I, I of crap that we Ahsoka have to do. I hope in Ahsoka that she can reverse that with someone, um, and she can teach someone kind of the same way that Kanan taught her. I really hope we get something like that in Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then honorable mention, I definitely have to go with um, Ahsoka and Maul in season seven, as what Haley mentioned earlier. Yeah, because um, that 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 fight was so well choreographed. Just seeing the motion cap with the animation, it just felt so smooth it, it didn't it, it you would think that it would it would be off-putting but it was so smooth that the way that the the, the sabers look different it wasn't the super quick animation movements from the prior seasons yeah i it, didn't it, it, it really like clear. the clone wars lightsaber fights um essentially up until that point and i was like okay it's it's a it's a show about obi-wan anakin and ahsoka so yes we're gonna get lightsaber fights galore but i never really liked them you're right they're super choppy and it's very clear that they were like keyframed, like lightsaber go here, lightsaber go there. And with this one, that was like, 
two people actually fought this out. It looks so good. It looks really good. It does. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's my three. Uh Duel of the Fates, Vader, Luke ESB, and Throne Room Last Jedi. Yep. Well, um I don't really Okay. Uh which version of Maul do you prefer? Clone Wars, uh, the Phantom Menace Clone Wars or Rebels Maul? Or Solo Maul. I fucking hate Clone Wars Maul. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Spider I hate Spider Maul. Is it because Uh, he's shirtless half the time? Uh that's not it. Um I think in season seven he becomes um more interesting. I I don't like unhinged Maul. I think he's kind of goofy. Um, Don't tell Alanis that because she thinks that she that he should have stayed that way. I think that would have been like interesting. I, I hate. I can't. I can't. Uh, bravah, my uh, bravah. I can't express my hatred for Spider Mall. Like that is <laughs> like going back to like sequel stuff. People got upset about somehow Palpatine returned. Y'all forgot about Spider Mall <laughs> so fucking quick. <laughs> That's so true. That's so, I. Uh, I, I love Maul in the Clone Wars, and I think that's where my appreciation for the character really came in. Um, I, like, I think he, like I've, I've said before, he's my favorite antagonist in Star Wars. Um, and I just really love the characterization and, like, the performance that Sam gives to the character. I Like, he's cool in The Phantom Menace. And I also love Duel of the Fates. I don't think I mentioned that. I do love that. But, like, the character of Maul, I just find to be really fascinating. Uh, and seeing his downfall and then trying to build back up and then falling again. But in the clone wars, I think the, the character style and also just the, the, the voice performance that goes into it. And especially the moment where he confronts Palpatine or Palpatine confronts Maul and Savage on Mandalore, like that yeah. whole thing. I that's remember cool. going like, that's another lightsaber battle, but there's too many to really pick. But like, yeah. I, I love Maul. There's and, no I, bad I, lightsaber fights. Really? Yeah. 100 percent true no yeah I, I agree with that yeah there is no bad lightsaber fights i mean even some of the lightsaber fights in jedi survivor are amazing yeah like I've the fight between yet. the night yeah i was gonna say something about i was like i shouldn't say the... anything yeah i was one to... bad lightsaber fight I, i'm so yeah. sorry i'm i still got my xbox console from eight years ago and it's not wait compatible. you say you haven't played it or you haven't no he hasn't it? he hasn't played it i don't have oh. a compatible console <laughs> um yeah, just don't, say, just, 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 just don't, just don't. You're good. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I it's, love it's, the it's, 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 it's the first one where uh, Cal goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That I one was cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I like Phantom Menace Mall. I really like Silent, Dark, and Broody uh, Mall. Um, I, I, I think I also really like Rebels Mall. I like the deceptive, plotting and conniving Mall a lot. Um, like. Crime boss, crazy Old mall, grandpa didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, or or a crazy uncle. Yeah, like he's like yeah, like I like the mall that tells you that uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Like that <laughs> yeah. is, he's like, hey Ezra, I hate to break it to you, the lightsabers they don't melt steel beams. Like, <laughs> you you remember Order sixty six, right? Let me tell you how that didn't actually happen. <laughs> That was a separatist conspiracy theory. Uh, 
it's really unfortunate, but yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> Anyways, I need you to grab this holocron for me. Oh, my God. That, that, <laughs> that's great. That's that's I need great. to get my, can you help me get my fix for my dark side holocron? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll pay you back. Oh, Just don't God. tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a great mall that is a great mall that is a great mall i personally hate mall i don't like (laughs) this character at all do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs consider a henson razor henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each that means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more over a couple years that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way to learn more and to get 100 blades for free go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday life insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. Like, to be honest. <laughs> I like him. So I, like I, him. I think he... I, I, He's he's like the biggest loser. He's the biggest loser out of he, anybody in the Star Wars universe. Luke, so are you. You're 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 a big loser. The to this, me when Satine <laughs> when he kills Satine, like I think he I think he does grow into his like villain. Uh, he's finally in his really well. villain era. He's in his villain. He was trying to get in his villain era, but he's yeah. kind of in his bad guy era. Um, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't getting the cut. I just like I, I almost wish like when like uh, Obi Wan's holding to Satine, you just have like one of those like girls is like, uh, it's giving cringe. <laughs> <laughs> just, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, I, I love and I think I think a lot of that for me is nostalgia of like Darth Maul in the Phantom Menace. Like who is yeah. who is who's the demon man? Uh, we haven't seen him before, uh, and how how the fuck did he get a lightsaber that that shoots out on both ends? I I need to know more about this guy. Oh, he dies. Oh, and then he turns into a fucking spider. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I like Star Wars anymore, guys. <laughs> um, but somehow Palpatine returned. Worst thing they've ever done. <laughs> J. Jonah Obi Wan Spider Ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, uh, um, Charlie no, yeah. Wars. My my favorite, my favorite Darth Maul's got to be the Phantom Menace, because he says three yeah. lines in the entire and movie. And he says, "Yes, my master," there. and then he's like, "Tatooine is sparsely populated. If the tracer is correct, I will find them quickly, master. Yeah. Unless we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Unless we will have Dark revenge." Luke, where were you quoting that? Huh? Where were you there? Come on. It wasn't mine to quote. It's no, no, no. But it was your job to, you know, get in there and say it for me. You know. Oh, are you talking? Oh, was I supposed yeah, to be yeah. in there? 
But <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. So Char Phantom Menace. All right. Um, I Maul's okay. He's garbage, actually. Never you gotta mind. pick one. You gotta pick one. You gotta. You gotta. Part- uh, I I will say I I do kind of like unhinged Maul Spider Maul. He's just hilarious, but uh, yeah, no. Well, All I right. mean, like you got the best duo in the house right here. Back when Celebration, when I met Ray Park and Ian McDermott. Oh yeah, like yeah, in twenty he... in twenty nineteen. Yeah, Celebration. Yeah, that twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so cool. yeah, Ray Park and Ian, because you know you know why? Because they're the best duo. Uh, false, and you know who my pick is, but we're not gonna go there. Um, what were your guys' thoughts uh, on the on the episode, and then we'll get to ranking it and kind of have a little discussion about uh, things going on in Star Wars. Um, thoughts on the episode? Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if I was to have a handful of my favorite episodes of Star Wars Rebels, this is up in the top three. I think for me personally, because now uh, hearing from you, not a huge fan of Maul, me being a big fan of Maul, but also a big fan of Obi-Wan and to see that character be brought in um, just and the adventure that kind of, you know, Ezra being the thing to tie them together, that kind of brings them back after so long and seeing that rivalry kind of come to a close. um, It was a bit of a diversion from like the main narrative of Rebels. But seeing that all come to fruition was really cool, and it is one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's satisfying. Yes, it's very satisfying. Yeah, to be honest, uh, Chase. Yeah, I mean, I like I said in the beginning, like I, I obviously watched Rebels a lot later, um, but and, and knowing what happens, and, and I had a pretty similar like feeling when I watched Jedi Knight of like, yes, I know Ooh. what happens, I know how it happens. Uh, it has been spoiled for me, and this. For me, this was almost like a, like a, a confirmation that like spoilers aren't that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> like I know I know that Maul dies. I know how he dies. Uh, I've seen the scene a hundred times on, on the internet, but watching it was still such a treat. Um, and it's just like it was so impactful. Um, like what I think is wild about this, even like rewatching it, is like I was like I forgot everything that happened in this episode before the fight. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, like that, that is, it's such an impactful moment. And I think it's so well done. I think the animation looks great. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when we see like the lightsabers in Rebels, they're moving a lot. And so yes. we don't see the thin style that like they kind of got critiqued for that, you know, they really wanted it to be this Ralph McQuarrie like homage in the show. And when we see these two lightsabers just like standing still, we see how thin they've made them. And yep. it's just like, man. This is great. This when I so when I first watched like the first two episodes of Rebels, I also watched it on Disney XD because I was like, oh, new Star Wars show. I should watch this. And, and I really enjoyed it. But I was like someone who did not like the Clone Wars and could not even get through season one. Like this was such a relief of like, oh, this feels like Star Wars again. There's TIE fighters, there's stormtroopers. Like I really, really like this. Uh, and then kind of watching this episode and just seeing that lightsaber fight. And it very much feels like the fight with um, Vader and Obi-Wan on the Death Star of like this, like there's not a lot of clashing. There's not, and obviously it's much, this happens much quicker, but it's just like, this is an emotional scene with a lot of dialogue and a lot of background. Uh, And I absolutely love this episode. It's, it's great. It's probably one of my favorite like animated Star Wars episodes ever. 
Yeah. Sure. Well, Ezra met Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's a win for me. Uh, but the fight is what puts the cherry on the cake. It's so good. I yeah. Like I mentioned before, it is a top three Star Wars fight for me. And the reason why, it's because it's that quick. It shows you that mm-hmm. not 12 minute long fights have to be good. You know, it could be very, very short. It could get right to the point. Um, and it could generate a huge like uproar because when you see the fact that Maul is, dies in Obi-Wan's arms, it's 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 symbolic in a way to be like this rivalry has been going on for 30 years, literally yeah. 30 years where over where Maul and Kenobi first met, where they dot, where they dueled on Naboo, where Obi-Wan cut him in half. Yeah. Maul spent all this time returning, faces Obi-Wan again, and then for him, you know, he gets his like mm-hmm. his leg problem. Like there's so much so much stuff that happens within that 30 year gap. And it ends with Obi-Wan giving him closure. Like yeah. it, it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is really it, 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 it really it puts a smile on my face at the end. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't make me so much sad that you know, like, oh no, Maul, he's finally, you know, he actually dies this time. Ding dong, the witch is dead finally. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chase. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. Uh, but, no, uh, yeah. That that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Just the fight. Ezra met Obi-Wan. And the little Luke came out the end too. It was like Obi Wan still has work to do. Yep, yep. Uh, it's a great episode. It's one of my favorites from Rebels, and that's everybody pretty much said what I was gonna say. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming we're all gonna give it Grand Admiral, right? Oh, it's a Grand it's, Admiral for me. It's a Grand oh, Ad- yeah, one hundred percent Grand Admiral. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So it's a Grand Admiral. I don't know how many. That hey, Luke. Is. Um, I don't know if maybe you wanna. I know this was kind of cut off from the uh, the outline, but there's some facts that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. If you want well, me to mention them. Um, I would love to hear three interesting yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. If you have three interesting Is facts. But they right? have to be interesting facts. They can't just keep be facts. All right. Yeah. And... yeah. Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 40, Twin Sons Edition. Fact one, the initial group for Tatooine. The holocron fragments guiding Ezra's path were not always in the story. Instead, there was more to Ezra and Kanan arriving on Tatooine and following a path of clues left by Maul. Fact two, the original basically outline for what was going to become of what of, of Tatooine. The episode originally called for a character named Muta and Gatu. And Gatu was fully designed prior to being cut from the episode. He was a merchant in a remote outpost that would tell Ezra some information on where to go next in his search for Maul. So it would have been a lot more complicated. Fact three, the silhouette of Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker would be the same age as Ezra, give or take a few days. In fact, the animation model seen only in silhouette is a reuse of the season three Ezra Bridger model. And there I you have those it. are three interesting facts about twin sons. Guess what? Somebody say, guess what? I picked one of your three interesting facts. So now you can't say good that job. I'm, I'm so glad that you were igniting your lightsaber five times as I was talking. <laughs> hey, I, my ADHD is kicking in really bad today. Okay. Hey, it gets the best. Of um, 
we'll hit a couple of topics before we head out of here. Um, obviously, we got Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, um, which, which I have not seen the trailer yet. I have not seen really. The trailer you haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, I have it was not the trailer seen or the gameplay. I've seen a little bit of the gameplay. Uh, it looks fantastic. Of, of the main is. character, um, it they looks... were hanging from like this conveyor belt. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was like something. It was like a box. Dude, I don't know, it, I yeah. it looks it looks really really good. I this... cannot wait. Like Alanis texted me and goes, "Yeah, I'm getting a PS5," and I go, "Why? I have one. I'm moving there. Like we can just play together." Yeah. Um, but the moment they gave a commando to write a trench coat is the moment I was so yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You're oh wait, 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 Chase. I mean, not Chase. Oh fuck, I... Casey. You're a you're a you're a uh, uh, droid simp. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com slash audio. For, I guess so. Good. I am now. Nice. I, mean, I am now. Nice. No shame. No shame whatsoever. We As of it. last week, droid simping. Yeah. <laughs> it really took hold. <laughs> no, th- this game, this game really looks good. This is a game that I have. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's like my dream Star Wars game, but it is something that I've wanted for a while, like a a planet hopping exploration, not Jedi focused like yes. Star Wars game. Like the I did a video on the ship. The ship looks incredible. I like like cargo ships are like to me have always been the backbone of Star Wars. Uh, like the Millennium Falcon is not a fighter. Uh, it's a it's a cargo ship. It's a freighter. And like the fact that she's um, going around in the freighter and that Nix. Oh my, like yeah, Nix supremacy. I don't think baby. I will ever get tired. Like cool companion or cool character, adorable companion, like, like Din and Grogu, uh, Cal and BD one. And, um, and now with outlaws and Nix, like, Oh my God. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, love it. There's been good. times where they've tried to make, games that weren't heavily involved with the jedi like squadrons for example but i don't, squadrons, I don't feel like everyone um, i don't feel Commando. like everyone wanted everyone yeah. didn't want to be confined to a cockpit i guess yeah so like with this being open world and within the time period a very similar time period as squadrons um it's it's it's, it's a cool concept to be able to go around yeah. and visit and, different and parts with, of the galaxy and within, crime syndicate and whatnot yeah with an open world system like you have a lot of opportunity to just throw 
whatever you want in there. Like, Hey, like it's not part of the story, but like, here's like someone from squadrons. Here's someone from Jedi fallen order. You know, here's, here's this character. Here's that person where you can talk to these people. Like you have a lot of opportunity with that. I think um, the grand theft auto series does this really well for its fan base where it's like, Hey, the story is not about this character, but we're going to throw them in anyways, like just for, just for fun. Uh, so I, I think yeah. we have opportunity for that. Um, it, it, it really does look like fun of fun. Um, and it looks like a game. I mean, we got to be fair, it's an Ubisoft game and they don't have the best track record. They only make open world games now, but a lot of those games are kind of the same. So um, hopefully they break away from that a little bit. Um, yeah. So just to clarify, yeah. Is so this game takes place before Return of the Jedi. It's in yeah. the three year gap. Yeah, it's between, between five and Empire six. Back and, yeah, and, and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. There's only it a one year before. gap between, but. I thought it was three. It was one. It's one year gap. Empire is three, ABY. Since you know Empire so much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was I was surprised to hear that because I was like, wait, there's still like the command. I saw the commando droid with the trench coat. And I was like, really? In the like the Imperial like original trilogy era? This is so cool. It's like mm-hmm. I haven't seen the trailer, but just seeing the different characters and how they look and how they fit in, how they look to appear to fit in with everything. Like yeah. that alone excites me. Like I want to yeah. know about these characters. And with Chase saying that, you know, characters from Survivor could potentially like segue into these games. That's would that's, be interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Would be interesting. Um, moving into Ahsoka, we're we're officially two months in. Uh, it, it, into uh, Ahsoka Watch. Um, we've got yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, we've got some drama about the way Ahsoka looks. Again, it's like the same fucking thing every two weeks. If it's oh, not this, the way Hera this, looks, it's, 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 it's the, the way arm. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah, people are upset arm. that she's crossing her arms too much. She's always crossed her. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you know, for me, it's not even that. It's just like, what life do you lead? Uh, yes. Where like your worldview and like your enjoyment of something is thrown off and like like shattered by something like that. Like the the Cad Bane knows the Ahsoka oh. Montrells being too short. Oh um, God forbid that if they wouldn't have done the eyes the way that Thrawn has in the show. Like that was something that we that we were all worried about. Um, but like I just like I'm very much a, a wait and see type of person. Like Agreed. I I don't watch um I don't watch a ton of trailers. Like like I've seen the outlaw trailers. Those those are probably gonna be the only two trailers I watch of that game. Um like I'm sure uh next year uh we'll see more and more stuff from ubisoft uh, about that game like jedi survivor i watched the first trailer and didn't watch anything else like i was like oh i heard there was new stances and then i kind of just went into it blind um like i watched the starfield direct and that was enjoyable but i probably won't watch anything else starfield in the months coming up for that um but like i just i am very much like hey it's coming i want to experience it and like like I want to see who shows up. I want to see what happens. I want to see who fights who and stuff like that. I don't need to know every single detail before I watch the show. Um, And like the people who get so 
fixated on that stuff and they ruin their their own experience doing that i was just like yeah you are so focused on how sabine's hair look or how ahsoka's arms are that you're not paying attention to the show at hand and i'm like That's, yeah that sounds miserable yeah it it literally is it, it's just another week it's not another week in star wars twitter that's what that's I don't use Twitter. Called, Which so. it's just so funny when people talk about Sabine's hair. I'm like, did you not watch Rebels? Her hair changed every season. It's yeah, it's, it looks different wild. in every season, not just with color, but in length as well. So it's, it's, you can't be over wild. here telling us that it looks bad, even though we've yeah. seen it change season by season years ago in Rebels. Like it's it's nothing new. Yeah. Casey, your thoughts? Oh yeah, I you know I agree. I certainly am not one to get caught up on uh, like the way something looks. I will say I do kind of. I think I've fallen like a middle ground. Like Cad Bane, I thought looked phenomenal. Like different. It's hard to adapt something completely from animation. And I know that the Duro showed up in A New Hope, but they weren't moving their mouth. And, and I think accommodating for that is important. And uh, I thought I loved Cad Bane's design. I was freaking out when he showed up. Like that was yeah. amazing. On the other hand, though, with instances like the Grand Inquisitor, I didn't let it take I, like I'm not going to harp on it or continue to focus like any negative energy on that. I do think that, you know, there is certainly room for improvement in that regard, though, because it was kind of hard for me to be like I knew he was the Grand Inquisitor. But looking at that, I wouldn't go. That's a Palin. So like just as far as some of the stuff goes, like crafting some of these characters, I think they're there's a way to go about that kind of criticism without being overly negative. Um, And so like you look at like how they adapted um, Zeb into the latest season of the Mandalorian phenomenal, Mm -hmm. like to a T almost. And I think it was aided a little bit by the uh, uh, what geez, what Uh, Lasat, I think because um, there was the Lasat um, Jaro to Paul in Jedi fallen order. Yes. People were a little bit prepared for like how the differences would look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I agree. I don't think it should be like a person's, you shouldn't be focusing all of your energy on that. Um, yeah. but I, there are, I understand some of like the criticisms to an extent. No. Yeah, absolutely. I, it just, yeah, I, I, I am, but like the, the hair and like the crossed arms, that is like, yeah, it makes zero it, sense, especially yeah. because like with the crossed arms that, that, that that's literally a, well, that's her signature yeah that's that, exactly. that's her signature yeah it's her signature and i'm just like whatever fuck it who gives a shit i just i can't wait for the show to come out it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be well done um but I'm yeah right. yeah absolutely um but that's gonna be it for this episode guys uh chase uh casey thank you for coming on casey where can the good people follow you yeah, uh, Swayser1977. There is an underscore between Swayser1977. I usually forget to mention that. But yeah, TikTok is where I'm primarily at. I post almost, I try every day. Uh, but YouTube, Instagram, same thing. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. Love having you on, man. Uh, Chase. Yeah, follow me forward into the black on TikTok and also on Twitch. Um, like I said, I'm talking about Star Wars and mostly uh, mostly Star Wars and then a little bit of Star Citizen here and there. Um, but yeah. Char, where can the good people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Char Char J, as spelled right here. And you can find me here at the Pomons Podcast every Thursday night as we cover our Star Wars Rebels rewatch. Check us out next week as we finish Season 3 with Season 3, Episodes 21 and 22, Zero Hour. Uh, you can follow Harith at Harith Productions on all social medias, I believe. 
you can follow us at the pod ones on all social medias. You can follow me if you want to see what I do. Not on the pod ones. Uh, Jedi Master Eggs on all social medias: uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So, if you guys want to see what I have my takes on that aren't on pod ones, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be it. Uh, do you guys have anything going on right now? Oh shit! Yeah, uh, trivia tournament. <laughs> Uh, match two, uh, JJ versus Nick, uh, codenamed Fulcrum. The promo will drop tomorrow. Uh, Harris is, I think, almost done editing it. I think he should be done on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Sunday, eight, eight, eight Eastern and five Pacific. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting match. Uh, I know, I know the winner, but y'all don't. So, yeah. Which that match is interesting. It is. It's yeah, a good one. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good I'm one. excited to see you guys watch it. Yeah, it's a good one because it's, it, it's it's back and forth and it's very interesting. So, yep, yep. absolutely. Uh, but that's gonna be it. Uh, we will see you next time, and may the force be with you always. always. See you guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.